Treatment burden for patients undergoing anti-VEGF therapy for DME is high, and innovators are working on new ways to treat those patients. Could a new molecule called KSI301 increase the interval between treatment periods? I'm Greg Notstein, that's Scott Kriswanis, and this is New Retina Radio from Retina Today and Bryn Mawr Communications. New Retina Radio spoke with Dr. Arshad Kanani about his lecture at this year's AAO annual meeting. He presented his data at the Late Breaker session. How was DME affected after KSI 301 therapy, and what does the data tell us about the future of DME treatments? Keep it here to learn more. The DRCR Retina Network Protocol T study found that patients averaged between 9 and 10 injections of anti-VEGF therapy regardless of the particular agent during the first year of treatment for DME. Could the new molecule KSI301 reduce treatment burden for DME patients while maintaining results that are similar to frequent anti-VEGF therapy? To find out, we invited Dr. Arshad Kanani to share details from his AAO 2020 lecture. Dr. Kanani is the managing partner and the director of clinical research at Sierra Eye Associates in Reno, Nevada. He is also a clinical associate professor at the University of Nevada Reno School of Medicine. Dr. Kanani, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, uh, Greg and Scott. It's really a pleasure uh, speaking with both of you about uh, this exciting uh, molecule and the data. And really, in general, very exciting times for our patients uh, with retinal diseases with so many different molecules and delivery systems in the pipeline. This was a phase 1B long-term multi-dose study of KSI-301 in patients with DME, wet AMD, and RVO. Can you tell us more about it? Yes, for sure. So this study included a total of 121 patients across the three disease cohorts. So this is a very unique design for a phase 1B study where we're actually learning about durability, efficacy, and safety of KSI-301 in DME, VET, AMD, and RVO. Um, all patients in this study received three monthly doses. And after that, they actually came every month for their visits. And based on uh, uh, BCVA and OCT measurements, patient received uh, additional retreatment based on the pre-specified um, disease activity criteria. In DME, we are pres presenting the efficacy of 18 patients who received the three monthly doses of uh, KSI-301 and then uh, were followed to week 44. Did patients receive other treatment during the observation period, the time between the final injection and week 44? Oh, no. So they were only allowed to receive KSI-301 uh, based on specific uh, disease activity criteria. The other thing to mention here, Scott, is the fact that, you know, most studies will have pre-specified criteria based on OCT and BCVA and exam. But at the end of the day, you know, we are going to make sure that our patients are maximally treated. So if there's a patient where I think that the treatment is needed, but they don't meet the specified criteria, uh, we were allowed to give treatment after speaking with the medical monitor. So all these patients were naive patients and they're only treated with uh, KSI-301. What did the data show at week 44? Well, as expected with the anti-VEGF agents, you know, this is the new generation of anti-VEGF agent, uh, KSI-301. We saw strong uh, 
efficacy, we found that patients experienced a gain of 6.6 letters at week 44, looking at the population with DME. And then mean BCVA was uh, approximately 2032 at that point. Um, there are also excellent results uh, when looking at anatomy. At week 44, you can see that the CST was reduced by an average of 132 microns. So really highlighting that uh, KSI 301 is working as good as other anti-VEGF agents um, that, uh, that we have in our uh, toolbox. Were there any patients who needed to be retreated? So, so again, uh, these are patients who, um, who first received three loading doses. And then after that, um, you know, they received injections as needed on their monthly visits based on pre-specified uh, disease activity criteria. So if you look at the number of injections after the loading doses, you can see that in patients with DME, they received a mean of 0.6 individualized doses per, per patient. So essentially, you know, there's a lot of patients who actually didn't need any treatment between week 12 and week 44, and that's 67% of the patients, really showing the durability of this platform in disease, uh, in, in treating patients with diabetic macular edema. Can you talk more about that durability? Yeah, of course. So the, the impressive durability is a result of obviously uh, molecular design, uh, which we will talk later about, I'm sure. But I think looking at the entire DME group, you can see that some of patients have gone uh, one year and beyond now of follow-up and 73% of patients have had a treatment free interval of at least six months before they were needed to be retreated. So again, phase 1b studies are designed to learn about the molecule safety, efficacy, and durability. And I think what we learn, um, and are still learning because the study is ongoing, is the fact that we have seen um, very impressive durability uh, in patients uh, with diabetic macular edema when they were treated with KSI 301. KSI 301 is an antibody biopolymer conjugate. What exactly is that? I'm glad I did biochemistry uh, in, in undergrad and I also got a master's in chemistry, uh, Greg. So I think we really need to look at, uh, uh, at molecular level to see why this molecule has longer durability and, and, and good efficacy. And, and basically antibody biopolymer conjugates are single molecules uh, that result from uh, linking an antibody to a high molecular weight phosphorylcholine polymer. The polymer is what makes the molecule special. What it does is that, is that it facilitates the access of the molecule to the target tissues and enhances the inhibitory effect of the antibody. So, so the molecule here, KSI301, uh, is you know, optimized for improved ocular durability improved bioavailability and deeper pot potency as well as rapid uh, systemic clearance. So I think if you wanna simplify what I just said is the fact that it's a large molecule, it, it stays in the eye um, where it matters and, and really has great durability and, and, and efficacy because of the design of the molecule. And again, you know, the most important thing about any new molecule is to look at safety, right? I mean, you are putting a biopolymer in the eye and we know that safety is a paramount uh, 
importance, uh, especially during these times. And we want to make sure that patients are not getting inflammation, they're not getting any adverse events. And the good news is that the safety profile of this molecule is very similar to what we see with current anti-VEGF agents. How does it compare to ranibizumab, bevacizumab, and aflivercept? So I think if you want to just look at it uh, in simple terms, it is expected to have the, the same great efficacy of anti-VEGF agents, but with a significantly improved durability because of the design of the molecule. And, and you know, now we have data, as we just discussed, from phase 1b, suggesting a durability of two to six months with after only three loading doses in patients with DME, but also we have seen excellent uh, efficacy and durability in patients with uh, wet AMD as well as RVO. What is next for KSI 301 as it relates to DME? So uh, because of the, the positive data from 1B, the, 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 the molecule has moved right into phase three programs, the Gleam and Glimmer studies, and actually they have already started uh, to recruit. And just to summarize what's going to happen in terms of treatment in these studies, uh, you know, the active comparator is a flibercept where patients will receive um, uh, five monthly doses of a flibercept followed by every eight week dosing. This is per a flibercept la label. In the KSI 301 group, patients are dosed in a six month flex dosing where they receive only three monthly loading doses and then individualized dosing as infrequently as every 24 weeks or, or six months. And, and you know, uh, the excitement about the program is the fact that, uh, you know, phase threes have already started to recruit. One thing I wanna mention is that the, the pivotal trial for wet AMD, the DAZZLE study, uh, which started uh, last year has already finished recruiting in the US. Uh, so really showing the fact that the investigators and patients are excited to advance this program uh, so we can have um, a new molecule in our hands, hopefully if efficacy and safety pans out so that uh, patients can have less frequent injections. What should we expect with KSI 301 in RVO? So Scott, as I mentioned earlier, the phase uh, 1B data also points to strong efficacy and significant durability in patients uh, with RVO. So uh, that has really moved the program straight into phase three trial for RVO, the Beacon study, which is already currently recruiting. So I think one thing to keep in mind now is that this uh, molecule is in late stage clinical trials with a Dazzle study, as I already mentioned, already recruited in the US, the Gleam and Glimmer studies for DME already recruiting, as well as uh, Beacon study in RVO already recruiting. Dr. Kanani, thank you for speaking with us. Thanks for having me uh, to talk about this exciting molecule. That's all from us for this episode. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. Make sure to also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us in those search criteria. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.